You are listening to Noted, a music and beer podcast hosted by Jeff Burns and Brian Duggar and produced by The Blade. Welcome to Noted in Toledo, episode four. Uh, Brian Duggar here with my buddy Jeff Burns. Thanks for inviting me to the show, Brian. Uh, I really appreciate this. <laughs> We're actually outside, Jeff, here at the uh, Great Black Swan Brewing Company in uh, Perrysburg, Ohio. First time all year I've actually been able to sit outside <laughs> and drink a beer. So I think it's about 70 degrees, bright blue skies. Yeah, thank God, man, because I was starting to go crazy sitting inside my inside my house for just six months, the last six months out of the year. <laughs> so thank God we're outside. Oh, man, Jeff, episode four. Some people said it cannot be done, but here we are on episode four. So, yeah. <laughs> which I can't believe that it's already been, how has it already been a month, man? I don't know how it's already been a month. The time is just flying. And we've had some great guests so far, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so what do you do this weekend, Jeff? Actually, I uh, I went over and saw a, a reunion show over at Frankie's Inner City uh, here in Toledo. Um, this band, We Are the Fury, played, and it was their first show in uh, about seven years. Pretty much just because they were tired of touring and they kind of got burnt out on the road. And anyway, they uh, you know had their first show in seven years, and uh, it was a great lineup, man. Twin Frames uh, played their three-piece uh, right out of Toledo, although some of them live uh, in other places in Ohio. The Matt Truman Ego Trip played. That was always uh, it's always fun to see them play. And uh, Secret Space uh, out of Toledo played, and uh, that was actually their first year. Well, they actually played in Bowling Green um, about a week ago at Focella over at the Summit Shack. Um, but previous or prior to that, they played at the Auto Tavern back in uh, in June. So it's a rare it's a rare case to see them play and to see them actually play new songs. That was uh, that was awesome, man. The show was great. Jeff, all this uh, music trivia is really going to come in handy because tonight we're not only drinking beer at the Great Black Swamp Brewing Company, but we're also here for trivia. (laughs) So I'm very excited about that, and I'm here with uh, Victoria, my lovely wife, who's drinking... I've got a Vader lager going on here, and uh, from what I can tell, it's uh, pretty pretty light. I I like it. It's a Schwartz beer, so it's pretty good. 5.8%. ABV, and uh, yeah, I like it. And Jeff is here as his girlfriend, Britt, who more than likely is not going to have a word to say, but we're hoping that she's going to be very helpful on uh, trivia later tonight. (laughs) But uh, anyhow, Jeff, speaking of trivia, do you know that Northwest Ohio used to be called the Great Black Swamp? Brian, you know, I didn't know that, but I, you know, I just, can you tell me more? I want to know. Well, Jeff, that's actually why this brewery is called the Great Black Swamp Brewery, because thousands and thousands of years ago, my young friend, this area in northwest Ohio and southeast Michigan used to be the Great Black Swamp, carved out by glaciers. And when the glaciers receded, Jeff... I'm I'm still listening, Brian. I'm still here. (laughs) When those glaciers receded, Jeff, it left behind the Great Black Swamp and marshes and, uh, you know, then Jeff, in like the 1850s, they finally got tired of a swamp being around, so they decided to drain it and uh, left behind very fertile farmland. And so now we have very fertile farmland. Good. <laughs> did I say very fertile farmland, Jeff? You did. You did. <laughs> um, I think you did. I don't know. I was yeah. zoning out there. But... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's all, this is all in fun games. 
right now, Brian, thank right. you to that fertile farmland. Right. But uh, Jeff, there is now no longer a great black swamp. The only great black swamp makes very good beer in Perrysburg, Ohio. So, but anyhow, you know what? Um, earlier, you know, last week actually, uh, we had a really cool musical guest that came down to the Blade to talk to us, Robert Hunter and his wife Becky, and they've really got an inspiring story. Yeah, man. So, Becky, she was diagnosed with cancer in, uh, was it 2016? Yep. 2016, and it was a form of uh, breast cancer. And, uh, you know, Robert Hunter's been playing music for how long? How long has he been playing music now? You know, he was he was real close to getting a major uh, record deal down in Nashville. It's kind of like an alternative country music. He calls it alternative country rock. So, I mean, he's been playing, you know, ever since he was a young guy. But he was real close to getting a label, and then he found out, um, you know, that Becky was diagnosed with cancer. And, you know, one day they're just kind of sitting around and, Expecting the worst, because this wasn't just a regular bad cancer. This was a really, really bad cancer that, like, one of the most aggressive types, and and the doctors just were not optimistic at all. And so one day they're just sitting around, and, you know, he asked her, he said, you know, what if? You know, what if we go to the doctor tomorrow and they say there's nothing um, we can do about that? And she said, you know what? I want to see the entire United States, and I want you to bring your music to the United States. And not only your music, but he's also a writer. So she said, I want you to finish your novel, and I want you to get it published, and I want you to bring your music to the U.S. So it's really cool. I mean, they've got, they're going to be like, what, about a year? Yeah, yeah, so it's 50 states in 52 weeks. But (laughs) the thing about these shows is... Some of these dates, they're going to be playing three shows a day, and these shows are uh, being performed in, like, coffee shops and bookstores and pubs. So it's not its not like they'll be in... I mean, I, I think, actually, they will be at bars, but it's not like you're, you're going to see them in any kind of arena. These are more uh, um, intimate shows uh, while they're traveling in their RV. Cool. And yeah, it's really awesome. I mean, they actually pulled up to the Blade in, like, this 30-foot-long... RV and and we said yeah you know there's a visitors parking lot out out back and uh, they showed up and I said did you find a parking spot they're like oh yeah we found all of them they took up all of them with their 30 foot long RV and you know they brought their uh, their their dogs on the trip with them so uh, yeah he's traveling along Crazy. but but anyhow so yeah June 15th Robert actually comes out with his uh, EP which is really cool I've actually listened to it and so here's a conversation we had with Robert and, and Becky but before we get to that we actually have a clip which is on Robert's new EP so take a listen hope you enjoy Don't stop, I'd rather enjoy all 
Hey, everybody. Uh, this is episode four of Noted in Toledo. Um, what you just heard was the song Noise uh, by Robert Hunter and uh, his EP Revival. And uh, Brian, there's actually uh, a huge RV uh, sitting in our parking lot. I know. It's like 30 feet, Jeff. And, uh, you know, people have been walking by, you know, what's that? But anyhow, Robert and his wife, Becky, are here hey guys. with Hello. us today. Thank and, you so uh, much for uh, being here they, with us today. They Thank told, you so much for having us. They told us to park in the visitor section. Um, we, we parked in the whole so I mean I guess this goes back to you know you know our listeners don't know anything about you at this point but why is there a 30 foot RV that you guys are traveling around the country mind if I take that one there back (laughs) there's a 30 foot RV parked out there um on a 50 state and 52 week tour on six wheels through most of it but when Becky's driving sometimes on three but the reality of the situation is we've got a, a, a book. I wrote a novel that's coming out. I've got a new record, um, both of which are inspired by um, truly the most tenacious, um, crazy in all the right ways, beautiful, amazing uh, girl I've ever met, my wife, Becky, who uh, just overcame a really tough year um, struggling with uh, cancer. And it's great to be alive, and it's great to be here with you guys today. Now, you, you're actually telling us a really cool story. You Basically, Becky found out about a year ago that she had really aggressive cancer. And just talk about finding out that night. Your doctor called you at 2 a.m. Yeah, it was um, probably the toughest night, um, especially knowing Becky and just how kind she is to everyone. Uh, she meets and how how good and decent and we've already been through some tough stuff with cancer her mom passed away and my brother brother yeah both very young and um you know all along we thought you know it can't be this it's got to be something else and our doctor was a personal friend and I told him to make sure he called anytime to give us the news hopefully the good news and uh unfortunately it wasn't and um that was really the only time we had this like little human pause and um, everything kind of went black there for about 30 minutes. But after that, it's been rock and roll. She's been uh, unbelievable, unstoppable, unsinkable. <laughs> well, I'm very blessed to have him by my side to encourage me each day as well. Well, well at that point you were telling us a story. Was it that night that you actually made up the, the uh, card and wrote? Yeah. Um, we're Mountaineers, too, in addition to being... Um, you know, authors and musicians and uh, also magicians. I have to do that magic thing. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, I told her, you know, if you just be yourself, don't change a thing. Like, you have everything you need to overcome this. Um, I promised I wouldn't leave her side, and I said, you know, one day from now, one year from now, we're going to be standing on top of a mountain. And I just picked up a piece of paper, and I wrote – one day, one year from then, you know, December 29th, 2017, and stuck it over our door, and it was there the as whole a, time. As a note of encouragement, every single day when we would leave the house, it gave me a little hope and inspiration for the day. And Yeah. Exactly a year later, um, he kept his promise, and we were at the top of a mountain together um, with our, our best friends and all of yeah, those was, that have supported awesome. us. For the record, you kept your promise. You <laughs> You didn't flinch when they brought out big needles. You trusted me when they said, you know, this is going to be a tough surgery. You kept the faith, you know, when things were looking dark. And um, 
you know, if you can keep those kind of promises, I sure as heck can get you to the top of a mountain, even if I have to <laughs> hire a helicopter to fly up there. Um, it's funny, though, with that card, because um, it, it was something I looked at every single day. And, um, you know, of course, after we moved all our stuff out of the house and tried to pack up this RV, um, we had all these big ideas about how this was going to be, you know, smooth sailing. And, of course, it wasn't from day. Everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. Every, everything went wrong. Um, we tried, well, first of all, the m- majority of the problems revolve around the fact that I don't know how to use any of the equipment. I think that's no. Correct. Yeah, Correct. yeah. And I almost ripped the back of the RV this is off. The RV, trying to, right. Yes, yeah. the RV, the good, ripped the back of it off trying to put out the slide. I didn't know how to do that. Becky we had a sprained whole her list ankle of in the dark. That didn't work on the RV too. But it, but it was turned just, out it was just that we didn't know how to we use don't know them. How to use it. Um, <laughs> and then yes, I fell yeah, in the dark over a rain gutter and I sprained my ankle. Oh my yeah. god. And then we hit something and then a, a parking de- meter. Yeah, mm-hmm. parking meter and then a deer. This is this Lunge. is we're not even out of town yet. A deer lunges out of the woods with his horns. I mean, it, it honestly looked like a moose. We're in Pennsylvania. <laughs> we don't have them, but I mean, it was the biggest deer I've ever seen. I was trying to get a video. Becky's swerving to miss the deer. I go flying into the pantry and smashed into everything. It was, <laughs> we thought for sure his front teeth would be broken out, but yeah. thank goodness. Yeah, thank goodness we're okay. And this is an Am- Amish country. This is an Amish yeah. country. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, anyway, the point is, even though all of this had happened right off the bat, and I was really ready to cry. I was like, this whole thing's a terrible idea. There was the card on the floor. It- yeah, good. There was the card. I mean, the card that reminded me, like, of what we're doing this for, why, um, why we have this book, why we have this record, why we're on this adventure. Um, it was right there, laying on the floor. I don't even know how it got into the RV, but now it's taped above our door again. Wow. Yeah, and Becky, this trip actually came about because you asked um, Robert for two things, mm-hmm. and what were those? Uh, exactly. Um, the night before we went in for my, my surgery that really dictated where things were going to go, um, what we could project for our future, um, we we sat down and, and my husband said, um, you know, if you only have a year left and we... It was a tough question to ask. It was. It is, and, it, and it's hard to even explain at this point. But he, he said, you know, if, if we have limited time, how would you want to spend your time? What would you want to do? And uh, it took me an instant uh, to know exactly what I wanted. And um, I went inside our house, and I went and I found his manuscript of this crazy, ridiculous, insanely funny book that he's been writing for years. I mean, literally five, six years he's been working on this book. Um, I grabbed that, and I, I said, I want you to publish this crazy book, and I want you to share your music with others so that you can inspire them. And I want to travel the country with you um, and spend every day experiencing life together. And here I was expecting, like, I want another sheepdog. (laughs) 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 Is that it, Becky? Is there anything else? uh, Gracie, Gracie, their sheepdog right now, is actually in the van uh, out in the the parking lot right now. She's on guard detail. (laughs) She's she's incredible. Funny story about Gracie... um, just like so many other things that fit into how this record, you know, revival and the book Relapse got made, uh, when we picked up Gracie a few years back, um, you know, Becky instantly fell in love, of course, and um, the the guy who was selling the dog uh, had it, you know, sort of already named, and it was tentatively named 
Becky Hunter, which is exactly your name. And I've often said that's either kismet or really, really good salesmanship. And I don't know which one still to this day. So, Robert, uh, you've put out a couple EPs in the past. So talk about your music a little bit. I mean, I guess you're alternative country rock type. Yeah, I mean, I, I tend to not try to fit any particular genre, which I think is a, a benefit of, you know, the arrangement and some of the things I'm lucky enough to have as my team and production um, is concerned, we can kind of do almost anything. And I think it fits well, um, you know, in a, in a rock format, and I think it fits well in a country format, and it plays um, both sides, I, I think, fairly well. It's got kind of a country-ish sound, but more like a rock style. Um, Out of My Mind uh, was the first one, and uh, we actually... <laughs> An interesting story there. We had to cut a track just because I couldn't live with it. Um, really, I drive myself insane over these things. But we only had one other song cut, and it was this cute little song, Carbon, um, that was never going to be on the record. And my producer, Dave Bechtel, who's just an amazing producer in Nashville and become a really good friend and come up through the cancer ordeal and really supported us in ways that I never um, expected and certainly didn't deserve, but also subsequently demanded of him because it's like, we have to do this for <laughs> Becky. But anyway... Um, we put that song Carbon on and we had no BGVs or anything lined up um, so we tracked them in my studio with Becky. Mm -hmm. He's like, I don't know I, I, your wife, I'm sure she's okay but I mean, this has to be right. I sent him, he's like boom, yeah, okay, we got it. So yeah, I mean, that song's really cute and you sound really great on it. By the way she's singing um, Many Nights whenever I can talk her into it, if the crowd isn't too too big, um, this really cool new song we did called Don't Want to Lose You, I think we'll talk about that a little bit later but um you can come see us just about somewhere every every day, right? Two, every three day. times a day sometimes. <laughs> yep, hitting all 50 states in 52 weeks, so guaranteed to be in your state sometime soon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and you talking about Out of My Mind, right? And uh, that came out, it was a five-song EP that came out in 2016. Um, but uh, Afterglow, which is another five-song EP, came out in yeah. 2017, so just last year. But can you tell me a little bit about... Uh, your song Ditto Baby, um, yeah. and tell me a little bit about the, the music video. Uh, at the end, uh, towards the end, uh, you literally punch a guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so <laughs> you had it coming, man. So, so I, I really lucked out. The um, production company that we work with for a lot of our photography and video stuff is Austin Hine Productions out of New York. Um, they are so talented. Uh, I think won two Emmys at this point. Mm -hmm. um, and when I met them, you know, they had all these ideas, and I have so much respect for other artists and people who are extremely talented just like them, but I always come into these things with these crazy ideas of my own. It's true. And I remember, you know. And nobody has any crazier ideas <laughs> than us. I remember the first one gone for good. I was like, we need to have a police chase. There's like, we're no way we're going to get a police chase. And we got a police chase. Mm -hmm. And then Ditto Baby, um, I had this uh, just idea in mind where it was going to, you know, sort of have more deeper meaning than just what the lyrics would on their face imply. And the guy, I couldn't get anybody to take the fall, and I finally found this friend of mine. He's like, yeah, I'll let you fake punch me. And I never touched him. I did, I it never, looks so I, real. I know. I never touched him, but I didn't expect that we were going to have to shoot it like 25 or 35 times. No kidding. He called me the next day. And he goes, dude, he's, he's British. He's like, dude, you broke my ribs. I don't know how to do a British accent, but he's like, you broke my ribs. <laughs> you broke I'm like, there's no way I broke your ribs. Here he broke a rib from falling so many times. <laughs> no joke. I thought, oh, he my. He showed us a picture. We're getting sued. black and blue. We're done. It was... It's over. It's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious, man. You guys just have one crazy story after another. So, oh, you're, you're, so you're going to every state, and you've had a couple uh, funny experiences uh, so far. I know you were... 
you're telling a story about chilies and oh yeah that well i mean it's something about like i don't i don't honestly know what it is if my hair's just disheveled or if people can like sense the road on us <laughs> or maybe like i should bathe more frequently or what but um it seems like everywhere we go people are like are you on the road are you in a band are you a writer somebody yesterday said um do you live in Florida? I so why would anyone ask? No one ever asked us these questions before. But anyway, this kid was like, are you in a band? I'm like, well, yeah, kind of. And then we told him our story a little bit. He's like, oh, you're a writer too. I was like, yeah. And you have the, yeah. And, you, and we were on CBS Philly the day before on TV. He's like, oh, my, I, I saw that and stuff. He was just so excited. And I was like, hey, man, you had just brought us beers. I'm like, sit down and have a beer. And I was really just kidding because I wanted the beer myself. But he was like, um, no, no, if I sit down, I'm going to get fired. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I, you know, I don't want you to get fired. And right then he goes, hey, Jimmy, and chugs my beer right then and there, hereby quitting his job and then sat down at the table with him. <laughs> that guy's literally my hero. And then we couldn't get rid of him. Hey, and then we couldn't get rid of him. And he's actually in the RV right now, right? I mean, well, maybe. Well, he may be. I don't know. He's probably hanging on the underside. <laughs> but uh, and you, you kidnapped an Uber driver too. I well, think. that was inadvertent. In fairness, you know, I don't want uh, you know anybody trying to tell. That was accidental. But yes, technically, I think we did. Um, I got the big Uber because we had all this music here, and this little like Pinto pulls up in Pittsburgh. And you know, it said Uber on it, and I was like telling everybody, you know, that's not our guy. I didn't order that thing. And uh, the window goes down. He's like, Robert. I was like, oh, man, we, I guess we did. So we literally have guitars sticking out the window. This poor guy's trunk is, like, tied down. and With uh, all of us crammed in. It should have been, like, a 10-minute drive. We're in this car for, what, almost two hours with this guy? It was crazy. Driving totally, around the city. Totally not our Uber driver, going completely <laughs> the wrong way. So now he's not getting paid. He's then almost on the brink of an emotional breakdown because nothing's going right in his life. And his girlfriend's texting him all these awful texts. And then we turned up the music, which is like a you know fundamental theme in our lives. We cranked up the tunes, and within like 15 minutes, he's screaming like, I don't remember what it was. The lyrics of the Britney song. Spears, it might have yeah, been. I don't yeah. know. But we were all screaming them at the top of our lungs, and we got a video of it. And it was like freedom in my mind. And this guy like went from bottom of the barrel to like having the time of his life. And, um, you know, half hour later, he's sitting in our RV drinking my beers. I can't get rid of him either. (laughs) 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 Yeah, it's just amazing. I mean, uh, uh, 50 shows in 52 weeks, man. And you, and you guys are playing, uh, like you said, coffee shops, pubs. Um, I mean, what is it about these places that, you know, that, uh, that, that sort of turns you guys, um, you know, makes it interesting for you? Well, well, first, um, it's more than 50 shows. Um, we've got probably 300 plus right now wow. scheduled just until months. August. Oh, yeah. my God. It's just through August. Um, we're doing ev- anywhere from one to three events a day. It could be one show and performance, book signings. Um, it, it's very diverse. Um, but we've been so fortunate um, to be able to do a div- diversity of things because we have both the book and the album, so we've been able to hit. Which, lots for the of record, places. everyone said it was a bad idea. But we knew. It was, I, I said, it was you know, I idea. think the coolest thing would be if you could bring beers and an acoustic guitar into a bookstore and books into bars. Like that, to me, is totally. rock and roll. Absolutely, and, every and everyone said it wouldn't met, work. Everyone said it it wouldn't work, but every person we've met along the way has been like, "This is awesome! Like, why yeah. didn't anybody <laughs> do this before?" Yeah. 
And people can find your schedule. Uh, where can they find it? On our website, which is uh, www.relapseandrevival.com. And then um, going back to the, the events and, and what makes them unique is that um, part of our um, uh, desire with this tour is to support local businesses, independent bookstores, um, smaller community places. Um, Rob's parents um, own a beautiful little ice cream shop that is the best where in I, Danville, where I per- Pennsylvania. <laughs> where <laughs> Thanks, I perform- Mom and Dad. Where I performed my first uh, ever stage show. It was a, um, putting on the Ritz, and I did the Gary Cooper uh, tap dancing part, and then <laughs> declared to the um, dining room that I was going to grow up to be a solid gold dancer. <laughs> as far as we know, that never happened. No, it's never no. going to either. I can't <laughs> dance. <laughs> So we've been we've been supporting all those local businesses first. first. I mean, yes. yeah, I mean, we're coming to them first before the big box stores like Amazon or Walmart or whatever. Not that we don't support them; they're great. Um, but it's so important for us to be able to support those local places because without those local places, there isn't the passion for the arts yeah. which we've been in, able to find. In my opinion, if local bookstores mm-hmm. and local record shops, local coffee shops, places like that, places where the owners and the people in there are really passionate about the art if they die then uh, a little piece of my hope for all of humankind sort of dies with it so um we bucked the trend a little bit um we were fortunate enough to get the relapse on amazon as high as like number 52 on one of their bestseller lists but i insisted that we have the book available first to independent bookstores who are willing to have us and our guitars and our little road show and whatever else we bring with it. And so far, we've been getting high fives from the book owners who are saying, like, you know, Rage Against the Machine is such a cool um, thing that you're bringing this stuff to us um, first. And we've even made, you know, some some news in that regard because mm-hmm. we've got um, Independent Bookstore Day coming up. And um, I think it's a neat, neat story that, you know, we're going back to the roots of this thing where, hey, you know what, if you're passionate about literature, open up a bookstore. Um, it's not the same as just um, it being a business because it's, it's not a business to the owners of those stores. It's not a business to the people who read books, and it's not a business to the people who write them. Mm-hmm. So support your local bookstore. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and uh, you guys traveling together. Um, you know, right now, uh, today, looking back, um, you know, back to 2016, um, it seems like you guys have done so much since then. I mean, Becky, you're in remission right now yes. currently. Uh, Robert, you have a, your book, Relapse, uh, A Love Story, is going to be out May 15th. Yes, sir. Um, can you just tell me, I mean, tell me a little bit about the way that you see life now. I mean, not everybody will just literally quit their day jobs and, you know, decide to travel the country. Well, um, you know, I mean. We encourage yeah. them, yeah, no, too. <laughs> yeah. But it's, but it's we're, very inspir- we're, inspirational. We're betters. We're enablers. No, I, I mean, I quit my day job. And I didn't shed a stinking tear. And I was there for 18 years, and I never missed a day, even for being sick. Um, It was the scariest thing, but also the most alive, I think, I felt. Um, But I had that inkling to do that even before Becky got cancer. Because when I met her, her spirit, just the way that she sees the world is different. And I think it's something that all of us can take a little bit away from, even without quitting our day jobs, just maybe, you know, being a little kinder to somebody or maybe taking advantage of that scary opportunity, even though maybe it gives you butterflies or, or not being afraid to, um, you know, take a chance or follow your dreams. Those are all things that she embodied even before the cancer. So that's my perspective on it. I don't know, you know, what, what you feel about it there. I, I 
I think the biggest thing is it's it's really opened my eyes to being able to enjoy every single moment instead of um, working a 12-hour or 14-hour-a-day job, which Rob's done in the past. Um, you know, it, it's nice to be able to sit down and enjoy your dinner or wake up and enjoy even that if it's on the coffee. front bumper of a yeah, truck, even if it's on the front <laughs> or or to sit and you know drink a cup of coffee while looking out at the lake. Like those are things that we just never had the chance to do because we were so busy with our working schedules, paying the bills, and just doing that monotony of everyday life. And um, everybody says, you know, when I retire. Well, my mom was um, 46 when she passed away, and she said um, that she was putting it all away for retirement, and that when she retired, that she would do all these things, travel the country. We would go to Disney World, which we never did, um, because she passed away. Um, All of those things, she always just kept pushing them off, and then she passed away at such a young age. And the, the truth of the matter is, no one knows how long their time is going to be. No one knows when that last breath is going to be. And so you need to take advantage of every single moment, every opportunity, and encapsulate it so that you can just make the best of it. I'll remind you of all of that tomorrow when you're yelling at me again because I drove by the coffee place and you want a coffee. (laughs) (laughs) And you actually have a really... cool story about when you actually found out that you're in remission because it came as a complete surprise. It Um, did. Can you just talk about that a little bit? Sure. Um, So uh, the type of cancer that I had um, was a very aggressive kind of cancer. And um, when we, when we got the diagnosis they basically said, you know, this is this kind of cancer, but that's okay because it probably didn't spread. Um, but then we would go into the next testing, and they would say, well, it's spread, but that's okay because of this. Um, and, you know, it just kept getting one more step worse each way along the diagnosis. And um, you just didn't realize um, fully how, how bad things were, I guess. Um, and then um, when we got the final diagnosis, going into um, my last surgery, um, they wanted to leave the tumor there so they could see if the chemotherapy um, did anything to the tumor, if it was responsive. And when they went in for my last surgery, they couldn't even find the tumor. It was completely gone. Um, (laughs) Seriously amazing. (laughs) It is. It's definitely a miracle. Um, And even our doctor, when she came out um, to tell my husband that she was literally crying, um, because like, it was oh, just no. so breathtaking. Yeah, he I thought the worst. Death, but, uh. And um, we've just been so fortunate. And I, I truly attribute it to all the, the beautiful love that's in our life, mostly from my husband um, being there to support me and encourage me all along the way, but also in my faith because that didn't happen because of science. I mean, science was a huge part of yeah, it. We our doctors were phenomenal. Team, yeah. um, and our whole support system was amazing, but there was definitely something more to it. That's awesome. That's very, I know when people hear, uh, hear you guys talk about the story and what you guys are doing, I know that they're going to be totally, totally inspired. I know I am. Um, and, uh, Robert, uh, if you can tell me, um, or tell us, I should say about, um, your, your recently released song, don't want to lose you. I understand it was released on April 6th, I believe. Tell me about the, uh, the phone call. Um, yeah, it, it was uh, a song I wrote about the night um, Becky was diagnosed, which was a, a late-night call from a doctor who happened to be very good friends of ours who 
um, I made promise that he'd call no matter what. And um, I wrote that song as a response, and it was a tough song for me to write, obviously, because of all the emotion and everything involved. But fortunately, um, my manager and very good friend, Nick Howard, um, is a very talented songwriter, and um, he uh, stepped in where I asked him to and helped me make it a little bit more buoyant. Um, you know, my favorite line in the song is, you know, don't tell me it's over if you can't say when, because you can't say when. The doctors can't say when. Um, no matter what you're dealing with in this life, no matter how tough it looks, um, you know, only you can control your outlook and what you um, choose to do with however much time we have left. And I learned that from, from Becky. So I really wanted the song to involve that, and thankfully he helped me out. Um, it's a song that we are donating the proceeds to the American Cancer Society, um, not because we're rich. Uh, that RV gets, what, six and a half miles per gallon or something? Oh, it's awful. <laughs> um, but uh, the, there's, there are things that are more important in this life than money. And um, uh, that song is something that I feel, you know, I'd really like to leave a tribute to her. And uh, fortunately, I'm, I'm lucky enough to have her play it with me most, most nights because she's here. That's great. You know what? We're going to take a listen to it right now. Thank you guys so much for coming in and, and sharing your story with us. And, uh, you know, thank goodness you're in remission. I mean, it's really an inspiring story, and thanks for sharing it with us. Thank you so much yeah, for having us. Thanks so us. much for having us. It's been a blast. Um, and don't forget, if you want to follow along, you can on relapseandrevival.com and uh, social media at Robert Hunter Music. All right, guys. Thanks, thanks a lot, We're going to go out and introduce you to the Sheltie now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeff, I guess that's it. Episode four of Episode Noted four. in Toledo. Um, yeah, Brian, that's right. Episode four is now over, but I'm actually excited for next week, too. Um, we're going to invite the guys uh, from Human Juice Box in, and they're a rock band out of Maumee, Ohio. And uh, I've known the guys for a long time now, um, and every single time I see them live, it's always a good show. Whether it's at Howard's Club H in, in Bowling Green the Ottawa Tavern here in Toledo. I mean, they even played an acoustic set once in my living room uh, back in 2013. Uh, it's just always, always a good show. Every time I uh, know that they're playing a show, I always, always try to make it. Um, so, yeah, they'll talk to us about their their most uh, recent album, Portrait of June, uh, which came out last September. 
and uh, I'm really, really excited about it. But until then, we'll see you guys next time.